As the worlds of culture, storytelling, and technology collide, so too do the best and brightest minds within them. Welcome to Select Conversations, a podcast series brought to you by United Masters. Being aware of your mental health condition is important for everyone. In this episode, we discuss the importance of artists keeping their mental health stable with Shanti Das, psychology expert April Stallworth, BMI's Brian Wright, and musical artist Mavi. Are you looking for a great option to bank or invest? Ally Financial is a leading digital financial services company with passionate customer service and innovative financial solutions. They are relentlessly focused on doing it right and being a trusted financial services provider to both customers and communities. Get with Ally to make the most of your money so you can save, invest, and spend on the things that matter to you. Go to ally.com for more information. That's A-L-L-Y.com. Greetings, 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 and welcome to SelectCon presented by United Masters. You're tuned in to Silence the Shame, a mental health discussion. I am Shanti Das, your moderator. I'm the founder of Silence the Shame, a mental health and wellness organization, and I am so excited to have this conversation today. Now, we have put together an incredible panel, and I am super excited to introduce these amazing panelists. And I'd like to first start with Dr. April Stallworth. Hi, Dr. Stallworth. Hi, Shanti. How are you? How How are are you? you? Hi, everybody. It's good to see you. Dr. Stallworth, can you give us about 30 seconds of background on who you are, what you do, and that sort of thing? Yeah, so I'm a consultant. I um, I am the founder of Applied Learning Solutions Group, where um, I am also in private practice. I have been doing trauma for over 20 years. I've been a um, clinician for over 20 years. I'm also an educator, professor. I develop curriculum and I train other clinicians. Uh, my goal ultimately is to develop other clinicians to be able to provide effective services and supports to other uh, people in the community. That's ultimately my goal, but that and that's what I do. But for, for the most part, I'm an educator. So that's really what I do. We are so grateful to have you today. Next up, I have my good friend and maybe my mentee, but he's a big dog. He's a hashtag boss right now. And I'm so, so proud of him. (laughs) Let's welcome Byron Wright. He is the executive director of creative at BMI. Welcome, Byron. Thank you, Shanti. And yes, you have definitely played a part in my journey in this game. So thank you for everything. Um, Like Shanti said, I'm executive director at BMI, uh, based in Atlanta in the creative department. Um, I just recently left a position at Epic Records where I was senior director of A&R. Prior to that, I was at Warner Chapel doing publishing. Um, So I've just been been in the game and just happy to be here and happy to be a part of this great panel presented, presented by United Masters and Shanti Silence to Shame. So important. So important. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And last but certainly not least, we have a dynamic young man who is making his mark in the music scene. Let's welcome to the panel recording artist Mavi. What's up, Mavi? How's it going, man? I'm so grateful to be here. Give us a little bit of background information on you, Mavi. How'd you get started? Where are you from? I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, And I basically just started rapping with my friends. developed my artistry and I went to college and I'm currently at college and I work on music at the same time. Um, and so, yeah, just making my way. 
Well, we are proud of you and keep going, keep shining, young king. We're going to be supporting you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So I'm ready to jump right in. Um, You know, this year has certainly been a challenging year for so many people from not being able to see loved ones, cancel work trips, cancel studio time, people in isolation who may be living alone or artists or creators and songwriters that are alone working from home. You know, the fear and anxiety we've had from COVID or we've had loved ones, you know, to pass away from COVID, not being able to get into the community, just a lot, right, from a physical loss and a symbolic loss perspective. And now more than ever, mental health and wellness is an important part of our lives. And I think having the tools to navigate, right, and process through our feelings is so important. So those of you that are watching right now, you know, I join you to hear again from these incredible panelists and let's really explore how we can be our best selves and learn from their experiences and best practices around mental wellness. So I want to kick this question off to you, Mavi. Um, Can you share how, you know, what this year rather has been like as a music creative? Was it stressful for you? Have you dealt with any anxiety or depression this past year? Uh, Definitely. I've dealt with some depression and anxiety. And this year has just been one where you have to roll with the punches. You know what I'm saying? Just as far as performing, you know what I'm saying? Not being a viable option for income or expression has changed the creative process and just like, you know, the out creation process. Um, And then at the same time, just being in the house when you're not like an hourly worker as an artist, mm-hmm. it kind of um, eats at you because you kind of keep needing new inspiration to be able to create new art, you know? So just dealing with that and making those adjustments on the internal look that's forced out of us through this quarantine, that's basically been my main fight. Thank you for that, Mavi. You know, it's interesting what you said about having, you know, being inside and having to find like new inspiration. Dr. Starworth, do you want to kind of elaborate on that and how tough it can be, especially for creators? And we know that you, although you are a therapist, you are a singer. I know you sing a lot in church and it's just hard trying to find that creative, you know, energy, if you will, and juice um, when you're dealing with this sort of isolation. What's that like? I think that, um, you know, one of the things that's really been hard for a lot of creatives, but a lot of people in general is reconceptualization, you know, having to reconceptualize the way we view the world. You know, we can't live the way we used to live. We have to look at the world differently. And that's something that's been very difficult for a lot of people is how do I re, how do I look at the world differently so that I can find new inspiration, you know, where I could be outside and I could see something and I could say, oh, that right there just gives me inspiration. But now I'm looking at a lamp, you know, so (laughs) now I have to find something new, you know, so it's really just how do I look at the world differently? And that's been something I think for everybody, we've had to look at the world differently, organizations, individuals, churches, people, everybody's had to look at the world differently. And I think even for me, like, you know, I used to be an entertainment executive. I was head of marketing for a bunch of record companies. And even now with me working in mental health and in this space with my organization, Silence of Shame, I still, you know, find it difficult um, through the pandemic and in COVID to find ways to even be be creative about, you know, mental health and what I'm doing. And, and I've just been getting out of the house, right? I think it's so important that we do change our environment, even if it's something that's, you know, small. Like this morning when I was preparing for the panel today, you know, I had to just get out of this one room that I was in and go switch it up, right? So that I could get myself energized and excited. But it really is incumbent upon us, whether we are creatives, musicians, or 
executives or, you know, an educator or what have you, that we try to be really intentional about how we go about our days. If you live in an apartment, switch it up. You know, maybe do some Zooms in the kitchen or, you know, if you spend your time, you know, um, at night in your bedroom trying to get creative, you know, set the mood, you know, turn the lights off and burn some incense safely or whatever you got to do. Excuse me, But you got to like really, you know, put as much energy into it as you want to get out of it, because it is really tough being on our own and being isolated. And, and, and it's just been so stressful for everybody. Uh, can you talk about also, Dr. Sauer? How do we recognize those signs of sadness and anxiety and depression? Because I really think like, you know, we throw around this 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 notion of mental health so much. Right. And we all have mental health, but we might have a mental illness and we may have never even experienced those feelings. But if we've learned one thing from this pandemic is that we all have certain feelings that we might not have recognized. And so how do we recognize the sadness in us? And then how do we also determine if it's like really anxiety or depression versus just having a bad day? Well, you know, sadness is a, is a typical emotion, right? Sadness is something that we all have. And it's something that doesn't impact our whole way of life. You know, sadness is something that happens. It happens in that moment. We experience it and then we move forward from it. So sadness is a normal a normal emotion. <clears throat> On the other hand, depression is when sadness starts to impact other areas of our life where we're not able to you know, be successful or we're not able to gain the ground that we want to gain in those areas. And so those things are things like insomnia or sleeping too much, you know, overeating or undereating. And, and it really is analogous to the person, you know, the way that depression looks, um, you mm -hmm. know, and so it, it really is a sense of sorrow that doesn't go away. You know, and that's the difference between sadness and depression is that sense of sadness that that doesn't go away and starts to impact the way that we view the world. That filter of depression is everything that we think and the, many of the things that we think go through that filter. And then that's how we view the world. And with anxiety, it's it, it can be similar, but with anxiety, it's more restlessness, you know, sleeplessness, you know, more um, worry and fear. And, you know, you're, you know, you're kind of more jittery and hypervigilant. And what if, what if, what if, and your mind is racing. And so it's really being able to identify, okay, at this point, I'm trying to plan the entire, my entire world where I just need to plan for the next moment. You know, and, and, and those are the those are kind of the differences. Sadness is is not, you know, something that that's a bad thing. It happens. You know, it's when the sadness and the sorrow don't go away and they start to impact our, our globe, the globe, you know, our global life, you know, our our mm -hmm. relationships, our job, you know, our everything in our life. It starts to impact all of those things where. You know, we can't get up, but we don't want to get up. We want to stay in the bed. We want to stay in the dark, keep the blinds closed. You know, we just kind of want to isolate those kinds of things. And so it's really understanding the difference between I was sad and it transient, it kind of went away versus I'm sad. And me and sad are both sitting on the couch together watching Netflix. Thank you, Dr. Starworth. Um, great insight. And I certainly remember my days of being an executive in the industry and my sadness did go from, you know, sadness to anxiety to then depression. Um, nothing I'm proud of, but nothing I'm embarrassed about. And so I'd like to bring Byron into the conversation now um, from an executive perspective. Byron, how important is it for music executives to prioritize their self-care and really understand the importance of mental health and taking, taking care of yourself? It's extremely important. Um, the music business is a rough business, and it's almost like you have to prepare yourself for it every day. And 
you know, I just find that we have to find balance, you know, and I, I speak about balance all the time. In this business, you have to have balance in your life. And that also plays a major part in finding that, that um, you know, maintaining self-care and mental mental wellness. If you have balance in your life, it's, it's a little, makes it better to deal with, at least I found. Um, and like you said, just finding ways to, to get out and, and change up your scene, change up your environment. Uh, for me, it was going to the park, you know, going to the park, finding ways to to find time to 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 be to myself, so that I can have a clear head and think about things that I have to do, think about things that might be worrying me, um, and then maybe maybe it's going to the spa, just doing something for yourself, to um, you know, to treat yourself because we we spend so much time, whether it's with artists or managers, attorneys, just making sure everybody else is good that sometimes we neglect ourselves. So, you know, we just have to find that time to, to do something for yourself. And for me, the spa has been great. I love it. Good for you. And <laughs> I'm curious, Byron, do you, did you, did you, or do you find that some of your colleagues who are on the executive side are talking about, you know, wellness and, and self-care and that sort of thing more, or even just looking at their timelines? Do you think it seems like it's a more of a priority for labels and executives now? Yeah, I think I think so. I, I feel like um, people are realizing the importance of it. They are some people I even know where, you know, they have their hours to which are their hours and they might not answer the phone for a certain amount of time just to have, you know, this set amount of time to spend with your family or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I believe it's, it's definitely people are you know f- figuring it out and, and learning to uh, mm-hmm. make that change and implement it into their life. Sure. Absolutely. What about you, Mavi? Are you finding any of your fellow musicians or friends that are artists? Are they doing the same thing? Are you are you seeing the dialogue or the narrative shift a little bit? Definitely. Like within the social groups that kind of like intermix with like my artistic work, it's mm-hmm. definitely been a time of social isolation, like to go with like the actual physical isolation. And so people kind of feel just trepidation toward collaborating outside of a really intimate even style of recording um and so yeah it just it just has heightened a lot of people's anxieties about their futures their positioning Mm -hmm. how were they prepared and so like it's definitely the topic of conversation like amongst my peers like so how have you been getting through this like where you've been have you been you know i'm saying getting your daily supplement like stimuli that's something we have all been thinking of. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are talking about it. And, you know, music is is a it's such a beautiful thing. And and so many different people, right, have different inspirations and, and reasons why they do create music, right? Why they write those songs. A lot of those songs come from a very, you know, personal perspective, right? In terms of your own journey. Um, can you talk a little bit, Mavi, about how musicians and songwriters use music and the creation, right, of their intellectual property? into their wellness plan and, and how music can be a blessing on this journey. Cause you know, even, you know, we joke a lot about, um, the D, uh, D nice, um, our beloved DJ, um, that has kind of like saved a lot of people in quarantine, but just being able to listen to music. So that's really more from a consumer perspective, but as an artist, like how does music really help you through from a wellness perspective? Really a grounding force for me because in the process of even performing in order to record music, it's definitely a very mindful process. Just got to know how your diaphragm and your throat and your voice feel that day. 
how your emotions feel that day from an artistic creation perspective. And so um, create music is a super healing opportunity for me, especially because it puts me around people that like actively inspire me. And like, finally, like it's sort of like a spiritual guideline for me just because at the base of like, you know, what I find to be is creation, like nothing to something. And so that mm. process, like when I go about it in my own life, I make sure it's really solemn and really perfect, like for like how seriously I take it. And so it becomes like a place of comfort for me as I do it more and more years, for sure. That's so beautiful, Mavi. I love the spiritual guideline and the creation, right? It makes me think about, because y'all are wearing pink today. I didn't get the pink memo, but that's okay. But Mm -hmm. I I feel like, you know, it's springtime and and the creation of life and love and music and collaboration and how a caterpillar becomes a butterfly and how it's just, you know, that can center us, right? Even immersing ourselves in nature and being at one. That's really beautiful. Thank, Thank you for that explanation of how it inspires you. That's really dope. Next, I'd like to go back to you, um, Dr. Stallworth. Can you talk about um, how important is it for our community and especially the music community? Um, Because, you know, if I could tell my younger self anything, it would be, girl, go to therapy. It's okay, even if something's not wrong, consider therapy. I just want the community to recognize the benefits of therapy or just understanding, you know, how important it is to have a real self-care and wellness plan in your daily regimen. So, you know, if I could, if I could be candid, you know, we have friends that we go to and we talk to them about our issues, you know, but most of our friends are like, what girl you did? Yeah. You know, they kind of agree with everything that we do. So if you went and blew the house up, they'd be like, you blew it up, you know, but you do want to have that one person who said, let's talk about the house. You know, you want to have the person. And I think that therapy got a bad gig or a bad name in the beginning because it was real. It just was weird. No one knew anything about it, you know, but now that it's just kind of more public and people kind of have a a broader understanding that you don't have to have a diagnosis. You don't have to be mentally, you know, have to have a mental illness. You can just come sit on the couch and talk to the therapist about, Hey, look, you know, today my boss said A, B, and C, and I was about to, you know, do A, B, you know, it's just communicating and having someone push back on you in a way that is, um, that's going to help you think about things differently. That's all, you know, and, and, and not to think that when you come that our goal is to give you a diagnosis. You know, that's that's not our goal. Like I do have clients who are just there to talk. They're just there for a reality check. And so there's a spectrum. There's the reality check. And then there's people who are there because they have a diagnosis. And it's OK. Everyone who comes is OK, because ultimately everyone is just they want to they want to develop and enhance their mental wellness. That's all. And it, you're Absolutely. all headed toward the same goal. No doubt. And I wish I had a Dr. Starworth when I was kind of at the height of my career, because as I was going through a lot of my um, anxiety and depression, I internalized a lot of that. Right. And I think a lot of people probably watching can relate to that. You know, sometimes our egos get in the way, <clears throat> especially industry like the music business. It's, you know, is hyperactive where, you know, once we get back out of this pandemic, we're going to be traveling again and shows and constantly doing stuff. And we're not really understanding how important it is to take care of ourselves. And so even when I thought about taking my own life, you know, that was a really serious time for me. And thank God I got the help that I needed. But 
I don't want to just get help when I need it. I always want to have somebody that I can talk to who is objective and, you know, whether it's a therapist and a life coach, you know, and I really think you need both. And especially as artists, just like you have a lawyer, right. And you have an accountant, you need a life coach and a therapist too. And as an executive, I think it's really important. Um, And so, you know, next I want to go to Byron. What can we do as a music community to help continue to shift this narrative Right. And to continue to normalize the conversation around emotional health and wellness. Honestly, I think what we're doing right now, just continuing the conversation, it needs to be a part of our conferences and our festivals and wherever we have music going on in a, in a conference space. It should be addressed because some people might not actively seek it out. But if we present it to them and give it, to, you know, they see it on the schedule they'll show up. I'm almost guaranteed mm-hmm. people will show up to, to hear what it's about. Um, and I think as far as like, you know, our peers and other executives that we work with, sometimes there's an opportunity to slip it in and, and, and say, you know, have you thought about maybe going to talk to somebody about it? I have, I have friends that I just recently, you know, encouraged to go see a therapist and they thank mm. me for it. I mean, I have one and, just just like Dr. Stallworth said, it's just to go talk about stuff that's going on career-wise, you know, if I'm thinking about making a move or whatever, you know, um, being a father, you know, it's just all kind of things that therapy can help you navigate through. And I think as long as we're having the conversations, um, it's going to do nothing but but help. So this is amazing. And that's why I definitely wanted to be a part of it. We just have to keep it going. And then Shanti, what you're doing in the companies, brilliant, brilliant. And I'm sure, you you know, you maybe can speak on that, but I I feel like we just have to have the conversation and present people with the information. And then um, I feel like they would take the next step. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Byron. And thank you again for being a part of this and and sharing your voice and using your platform. It really means a lot. I'm going to pose that question to you, Mavi. What what can we do or what can you all do as musicians um, to continue pushing this narrative forward around wellness, mental wellness? Um, As musicians, definitely as people that sometimes people look up to um, open and candid about our victories in mental health and about our lack of success in some areas. Um, And sometimes, you know, being a human or humanizing your image is not considered the coolest thing, but it really gives energy and like support to people who love you, like people who build a live around how much they enjoy your music. And then from the industry perspective, just continuing to support organizations like your own with funding, with appearances, whatever, because like... Wait, wait, wait. So, wait, what, what, what'd you say? What, 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 funding? No, I'm just kidding. Man, Lord knows we <laughs> nah, need <for> real. <laughs> Because, like, the music industry, like, ultimately, bro, like, I make kind of, like, blues in a way. Like, my music is sometimes a direct byproduct of tons, and I was not feeling good. So regardless mm. of how good the song sound or regardless of how much somebody lives, I'm spreading across airways something about not feeling good. Mm. And, like, we have to reckon with that even just as, like, producers, um, you know, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's dope. And and quickly, I want to pivot to from what Mavi was saying. You know, sometimes when artists and creatives don't feel good, 
mean, not all, but some of them, you know, will turn to recreational drugs. And I'm not here to judge, not at all. But sometimes when people mix recreational drugs, if they have a chemical imbalance, it may not be such a good situation. So I want to just make sure people have healthier options, right, and ways to cope. So Dr. Stallworth, can you just kind of quickly tell us why we shouldn't always turn to recreational drugs as a way to cope if we're having a mental health challenge? And then what are some of the things we can do in a healthy way? Well, I think like, you know, it'd be kind of like if somebody shot you and you put a Band-Aid on it, you're still bleeding. The Band-Aid is just getting really bloody, you know, and so just mm. dealing, you know, just going ahead and get the the, the, the the gunshot sewed up, get it fixed, you know, go ahead and just do the hard part first, you know, and, and I think that that's the part, you know, because even, you know, some of the people that I've worked with, you know, some, sometimes pain is pain, whether it's physical pain or emotional pain, it's overwhelming. And sometimes you just want it to stop, even if it's just for a minute, just, just stop all the thoughts, all the pain, all the tears. I just stop and we get it. And so the goal ultimately is how do I get it to, how do I get to, to a place where it's not overwhelming me, where it doesn't come in the room and punch me in the face and just beat me down to the point where all I can do is get high or get drunk for it to go away. And I think that that's the hard part. That's the hard work. You know, same thing when you go into the ER, you know, you, you know, you're like, give me some morphine. And they're like, well, first we have to check the, the, the wound. We have to irrigate it. We have to do all these things first, which is the painful part. Then we'll do mm-hmm. this other part. And so, and I think that that's the part that people kind of, you know, don't want. And I think that we have to recognize that emotional pain is just as powerful as physical pain. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt. And that's why we're doing these wor- this work, right? And I'm just, again, so grateful to um, United Masters and everybody at Select Con for three for doing this. It's just, it's important that we keep this this narrative going, that we keep pushing this message forward. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, um, there was an announcement with Sony Music Publishing where we are creating a new program around wellness trainings called the Soundtrack of Mental Health. And we're going to train, our goal is to train over 10,000 creatives and executives and musicians by 2023. So Mavi, we hope you and some of your colleagues will be open to taking these trainings. It's only going to be 60 minutes. It'll be interactive. Um, we might have facilitators like Dr. Stallworth, but Byron, we'd love to, you know, get BMI's team on board and have some of your creators to take it. We just want to keep pushing this message forward. And I just want to, you know, leave us before we go around with our final words with some resources like if you're having trouble finding a therapist, it's really some great websites that you can go on to to look for a therapist. You can go on to psychologytoday.com, uh, therapyforblackgirls.com, betterhelp.com, talkspace.com is another great one, as well as ThriveWorks. Also, if you're just looking to kind of meditate and, you know, start your day with something different, right? Not necessarily waking up, scrolling through your timeline. We didn't talk about social media. That's a whole different panel. But a lot of times you need to set boundaries in your life and setting social media boundaries, right? Friendship boundaries, family boundaries. Those are all healthy ways to cope. And so some of the really cool meditation apps are Calm, Insight Timer, Headspace, Liberate, Smiling, 
uh, mindscape and aura. And then, of course, our website, silenceofshame.com. We also have a podcast on Apple, iTunes, um, and Google Play. I'm I'm sorry, on Apple, um, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And then check us out on YouTube. We have a lot of our community conversations where we've interviewed celebrities, people with lived experiences, and folks like Dr. Stallworth. And we're really committed to this work and we're serious about it. And you can follow us at Silence of Shame on Instagram. And if you want to make a donation, you can go to silenceofshame.com. So I want to go around the um, the panel and you guys let us know um, if you have any parting words and let everybody know who's watching, how we can stay in touch with you. So we'll start with you, Mobby. Um, well, my final words of advice would be just like to take time out of your morning and don't listen to music, don't watch Netflix, don't get on social media. Don't read. Don't even get out of bed. Don't do nothing. And just welcome yourself gently back into like being awake and stuff at the beginning of your day. It makes me feel better. And also when things get overwhelming, just to touch like your tips and try to count things around the room so you can just return to your body and your own thoughts. But um, yeah, that's my words of advice. Those, those things really help. But you can reach me at uh, Mavi for Mayor on everything or just Mavi, M-A-V-I on, um, you know, distribution platforms, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Tidal, Spotify, um, yeah, Deezer, Google Play Music, Amazon Play, you know, all of that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mavi. And you have such a really peaceful and, and dope um, just disposition. So I really appreciate you Thank for you. Um, lending your, your talents and conversation today to this subject. Really, really dope. I appreciate Next up, Byron, any final words? And how can we reach you, Byron? Um, I guess my final words would be to for everybody to not be so hard on themselves. Um, you know, don't be hard on yourself. Everybody is fighting a battle, whatever it is, big or small. Everyone is going through something, but don't be hard on yourself. Um, kind of like Mavi said, I start my days off with meditation. Sometimes it's music. Sometimes it's like he said, just being quiet and just listening and hearing, um, you know, what, what God is telling me to do for the day or you know, whatever it is. But main thing is just just be open to everything you've heard today and take the first step, make an appointment if it's to go see a therapist. And um, I think you will be glad you did. Very helpful. Awesome. Thank you, Byron. Such good Thank information. We appreciate you, King. The Kings, Mavi and Byron. And now I'm going to go to our queen, Dr. Stallworth. Take us out with some final words on your end. I just want to leave you with one phrase. You know, your emotions are not your enemies. You know, just because you have them does not mean that they're your enemies. You're allowed to feel them. You're allowed to have them. You should have them. Feel them and and, and let them be a part of your life. That's what they're there for. You know, they're not aliens. That's what they're there for. So I just want you to know that they're a part of your life. Let them be there. They're not your enemy. Um, Get help. And if it's not help, talk to somebody. It's okay to talk to somebody. And you can find me at Dr. Understore, underscore Stallworth on Instagram um, or anywhere attached to Silence the Shame. Um, um, you can find me anywhere there. <laughs> so, um, you know, you. just everybody you be always. encouraged. We, we love you and appreciate everything that you um, recommended for us, Dr. Stallworth. And, and certainly on a personal note, thank you for all that you do with us at Silence of Shame. My final quick words would just be, I came up with this acronym for rap, right? 
being able to um, process through our feelings. How, how do you do that? So wrapping through your feelings. The R is for recognizing when something doesn't seem right, those feelings that you wouldn't normally recognize. And then the A in rap is for acknowledging them and accepting them because sometimes we'll acknowledge them, right? But we're not going to accept them. We might ignore them and act like they didn't happen. And then the P is being able to process through them and processing through them with a professional like Dr. Stallworth. So allow yourselves, artists, musicians, creatives, executives, the grace and space in your life to heal properly, to set boundaries, to start your day like Mavi said, you know, feeling out your body, feeling, touching your face, your head, your eyes, your nose, being at one and being present with the spirit of the universe or whatever you believe in, learning to meditate, learning to talk to your homeboys, like Byron said, you know, talking to your colleagues. If you know, when you tell people, are you having a good day? Instead of saying how you how you feeling, I mean, how you doing, say how you feeling. Right. So they can really start talking mm-hmm. about their feelings. So we just honor everybody who's been a part of this safe space today. We want to thank again. Um, SelectCon 3, we want to uh, thank United Masters for understanding the importance of emotional health and wellness and including uh, silence of shame in this topic, in this conversation. So we wish you grace and peace and self-care. Yeah.